the progressive perspective is only going to be found by destroying the need for validation. So many times we allow ourselves to cater to the reactions of others in this need to be loved more than we love ourselves. Last week, we broke down relinquishing recognition and understanding this is an important part of the healing and the shadow work process. Especially when assessing, accessing the subconscious to do the reprogramming. Give you an example. Asking a person that isn't practicing good health habits about dieting or asking a bitter friend for advice. That identity that we get stuck in. Well, it's my friend, we know each other, they know me. We give you this key. They only know you as deep as you know yourself. This is a factor in which because of that identity altering clarity of self. Remember last week we got into that dissociation of self. To tap into the progressive mindset, one must face their own set of negative perceptions to step out of comfort. It's not about knowing everything. It's never, it's not about knowing everything. It's undergoing the process to the willingness to approach the challenge of the thing that we fear the most. Guess what that is? It's not the perception of others. It's the perspective of ourselves that we fear facing. Look to the God out. Clients. 
can never integrate if you do not first separate. But we don't get into that in this, this week's section. But before we get into that, you know, oh yeah, a Papa Lucifer, shamanic guy, a co-therapist, life coach, spiritual life coach. And this is the guy that our podcast. It wouldn't be right for us to get into this session without me giving y'all some weekly clarity. Y'all stay up tuned for that. And then we gonna get into this. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, our welcome, welcome, I shake. Thing is the winner of the loss. 
the losses are the lessons. The wins are the observations of those lessons. So you gotta understand both of those. You gotta go through that space. This is a moment through the sun of exposing where you lost that aspect of your soul. You lost that aspect. You've been, if you keep trying to run forward without sitting, the light is going to shine even brighter on the spaces that the Two of Pentacles represents. Remember, I say this all the time. You are not out of balance. You have imbalances due to not assessing what you've left on those scales. See that old tethering. When I think about the pinnacles, when I think about the coins, when I think about balance, when I think about grounding versus tethering. See, you've been tethering for a little bit now. You've been trying to compartmentalize your life and try to have fun over here, but not taking care of what needs to be taken care of over here. You've been thinking about taking care of business, but only you more focused on the fun. It's okay. It's okay. But when you treat your business as a job, that means your internal healing, the internal work you know you need to do as a job, you're going to expect something. That's why that the lights from that sun look so tempting. It looks tempting. It's easier. You've seen it before. You've dealt with it. You know exactly how to deal with it. You're used to that knowing what you know, fear of your unknown. You, you fear your own perspective. You, you love the lie to you through assumption. We're done with that. That's what that ten of cups represents. The perfected success. And I tell you all the time, success, the only thing perfect is death, the transition. The only thing about success, the only thing that is successful is the lesson that you learn. So you come to this point, the lessons are in front of you, highlighted by the sun. It is forcing you to look like, damn, I have been moving crazy. I have been, I haven't been present. I haven't been in the space that I need to be in. I've been saying I'm gonna get to this when this, this, and this happens. That's ego. That's the surface. See, that true aspect is to understand that until, this is the facing your perspective, that until you start doing the work, gonna be the same shit. Until you start doing the work, it's gonna be the same result. Until you tap into the process, it's gonna be the same shit. Yeah, you might get the new spot. Yeah, you might get the new relationship. Yeah, you might get and get whatever you want. But you gonna lose what you need. What you need is you. That relationship you're looking for is you. That job you're looking for, you gotta do that work. Assess that resume. That house you're trying to go into, 
as I'm looking at all this water. Remember, this is the age of knowing. What you knew is where you learn to move forward. If I'm not learning, then I'm, it's, not, it's nothing new. See, knowledge is new. Knowledge is, it triggers the process of how. See, you get stuck in that what? You ain't going nowhere. And then you get locked into that how. The flow of the how. The process. Facing your own perspective. Doing that internal work. Peeling back those layers. Understanding how you've been reacting. And trying to run away from the defeat. Not facing your defeats. Gotta face it. You trying to swiftly run through the space like nothing happened. You don't, you get slowed down. It's time for you to sit down and let everything fall away as you sit inside that space. It's time for you to assess that soul, that contract you put out. You keep skipping on your work. You got a five album deal. You only put out two albums in a mixtape. Trying to cut around. It's time to assess that contract. That's where the balances are gonna come in. It's time to call in those balances. You've been in a red all year, now you're trying to go into the black. Don't work that way. It's time to start right here, right now. It's time to start right here, right now. No matter how you start, as long as you start, I desire you to be the fucking best. Once again, if this resonated with you, If you want to get deeper in a more personal reading or any service, stay tuned to the plug talk and get plugged in. Once again, I'm Papa Lucifer Zombie. And this has been your weekly reading. Hey, 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 I'll show you. Hey, 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 I'll show you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the God Hour Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Master of Ceremonies, your coach, psychologist, coach, therapist, somatic healer, spiritual life coach. Titles don't even matter. I'm simply a guy that has went through the work, going through the work, accepted the work, accepted the lessons. And I provide that service each and every week through the different channels as I download and get the channels and provide it to you. Welcome to the God Hour Podcast. Results may vary. The progressive perspective, progressive perspective, progressive perspective. As you grow, your progress, as you grow, perceptions change as your perception, your perspective grows. The thing that we get stuck in, 
that we're gonna get into in this first segment is the known unknown or the known versus that unknown aspect. The biggest truth is we only know others. We only know of others, rather. Sustaining this thought to validate our reactions, and I've talked about this assumption complex before. Based on, we we have to accept that we only know of others the more that we get to know ourselves. Because the biggest fear is not others' perceptions of you changing. The biggest fear that I had to accept that was not of others' perception of me changing. It was my perspective that I was afraid to face that would change, i.e. my perception of them. I couldn't maintain that perception, that light in that space based on sustaining my certain reactions, the way I reacted, the way I was reacting, the way I was moving, the way you move it. Cause I get the Palo Santo burning up in here. Got that Palo Santo. But that's the thought process. You only know others as much as you know yourself. You only gonna go as far when you think about arguments, when you think about conversations, when you think about friendships, when you think about trauma bonds, atta- emotional attachments, the thought process of others making you a priority and you taking on the accountabilities of this part, these other of another individual based on them making you a priority. So it keeps this validation of your reactions to a certain space. You gotta understand that I had to understand that, yo, like, I only can go, the argument only can go as far as is allowed within that space. Meaning that if I have an argument with somebody, I'm talking to somebody or dealing with somebody, they usually only can go to a certain point with themselves and how they're gonna process what I say anyway how I process things. And the deeper that I got into my process with myself, understanding myself, being true to myself, the understanding the truth is permitted based on what I was learning about myself, that's what I was scared of knowing. I was scared to always see like, if I think about it, think about going into a space conversation, dealing with people and you tell them things about yourself. And the first thing that you hear is, Yo, I'm not, I don't give a fuck about that. Think about going to somebody's house for the first time and their houses, they don't have the biggest TV or they don't have the, they don't have the most up-to-date uh, game system or things of that narrative. They don't have the, they don't have the nicest car. They don't have certain things. And every time that you see them, they're always like, yo, excuse this. I'm working on getting a better TV. I'm working on getting something better. I'm working on this, this, and this. All based on from the point of them validating, yo, we've all been there. I'm not talking about that type of conversation. I'm not talking, that's, that's only validating what you're already truly doing. If you're truly doing the work, then them saying that, that lets you know that you're on the right course. What I'm talking about is when we sitting in these spaces with ourselves and we got this thought process in our mind where I can keep saying the fake it until I make it. 
I'm talking about the fake it till I make it. In this space now of transparency, because the veil is gone, the shadows are too dense, we're in a space right now where it's transparency. Instant transmission. That means as soon as you think it, it's on the screen. Think about your, think about your Facebook feed right now. And if you go, if you right now go look up something on your Google, look up something on Google, there's gonna be something along the lines on your screen, on your, on your, on your timeline, on your feed. That's where we at right now with this instant transparency. That is the progressive perspective. Me now having this sense with myself in my empathy, the guidance, being a guide, being able to deliver from facing my own perspectives that I had to change, narratives that I had to change. That the unknown that you fear are the roots to your old percept to the perceptions that you cling to. The what's the unknown that you fear, what's in that shadow, what's in that void, in reality is the roots to your perceptions. So you have this constant perception in other people's mind of guilt. The root is the perspective, the root inside your void is where you feel where you felt guilty at the guilt that you haven't dealt with the regrets that you still hold on to all of those aspects that's what's projecting inside of your space it can be something as simple as it can be something as simple as there was a chick that i used to deal with way back in the day and she had a kid she had a child and I felt guilty for not accepting her where she was at and everything she was going through. But the only reason I couldn't accept it is because I still had some issues with myself that were in, that I portrayed into the space of, I'm not, I gotta be a priority. If I'm gonna be in your life if I'm going to do this, this, that, and the third, I got to be a priority. See, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I wasn't making myself a priority in my own life. I was out here wilding in the streets, doing what I was doing, and I was looking for something to maintain the perception of what I was trying to be. I wanted somebody to maintain in their eyes and see me as I was trying to be. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't doing the work. I was stuck on that time served. See, a lot of times you get that unknown aspect, that entitlement. Follow me on, follow me on TikTok, Papa Lucy Zombie, for the daily videos of Sitting in the Shadow series, the Sitting in the Shadow series, Wake the Fuck Up, where I talked about entitlement will leave you deaf, dumb, and blind. Entitlement will leave you seeking the blind, seeking the deaf, and seeking the dumb. The ones, the dumb is what I mean by the ones that don't speak. 
And when they speak, they speak from a level, they speak from reaction or they speak from a level of reaction that maintains your perception of things. The, 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 the deaf are the ones that cannot hear or the ones that are muffled so you can manipulate that space. This is what a lot of times that we do. And this is not about good or bad because we've all done this from a space of trauma. Some of you right now are trying, some of you right now are manipulative narcissists, have manipul lower frequency manipulative traits and narcissistic traits and don't even realize it because your perception of that identity that you maintain is narcissistic. That trauma response of being a real nigga, a bad bitch, an independent woman, uh, a high value nigga based on the money or the external narratives that you have, the external accessories that you have, those are all narcissistic traits. Those are all identities that can be classified under narcissists, the narcissist. I had to accept that, yo, nigga, I'm a nar I was a narcissist. I had narcissistic traits. That's how I thought. That's how I moved. That's how I. That's how I moved through my spaces. I had P. I had PTSD. I had post-traumatic stress. I had. I had these things. When we're talking about the mental health. That's what you're not facing inside of your shadow. I have to. I have to be a monster. I have to be that monster in order to do what I did to speak on what I speak on and move how I move now. I have to be. And me now accepting this aspect for myself, that's what changed everything. That's what changes everything. You have to realize that the only reason you get mad at people, like I give you an example. I give you a good example. I give you a lovely example. Sitting in the space with people that are used to me reacting to them doing things Compared to me now, I go on about my business and I had to get comfortable because it was levels to that. Because until I understood this, it was still escapism. I'm about to leave. It was still escapism because I wasn't willing to sit into that space because I was running away from something. I still was running away from it. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know you've mastered the lesson until you can go into an observer position. See, that observing position allows me to sit into the space and no matter what's happening, I can apply myself as my truth, as me. Authentically in the space, provide what it is I am to provide, the spirit says provide, unbiased, unapologetic, based on what I've learned. I can sit in the space all day. I remember sitting in spaces all day. I'm just speaking my mind based on what, no, I wasn't. I was speaking from a perception. I was speaking, trying to maintain a perception. I wasn't facing my own perspective. I'm gonna tell you how you do it. Someone brings some information to you. And the first thing you wanna do is say, You're, are, are you doing it? That's not right. Well, show me some proof. All of these aspects and you feel like you scamming, you, somebody scamming you or somebody trying to underhand you because you got that narrative in your mind of what you've known that people have done you wrong and 
and the world don't love you and the world's against you you carrying that mentality and everything that you go into this reminded me of a story when i talked about humility i've talked about humility only being found in your darkness your integrity only being found in your darkness your potential in your your potential in your authority I remember the last job that I held before I went full-time as the as what I am now. The version that I am now. I remember the last job I went into and they asked me, uh, they asked me a question, the GM asked me the questions about me and I know it was spirit because I've never spoken that way before. And when I spoke like that before, and even when I did speak at that tone, at that level with myself, it was, it wasn't confidence, it was arrogance behind it. But I spoke humbly. I was like, I, I'm the type of person that comes in and I see things that need to be changed. I don't complain. I initiate those changes and then I'll bring them to you. I'll bring, okay, cool. I did this, this, and this. Like, and I gave an example. I was like, like, for example, if I'm on, if I'm doing the truck and I see something's not been rotated or it's not up to the standards that I've learned through my experiences, through my, through the, through my experience to showcase my experience, I see something's not rotated. The way that I've learned to do it, I'm going to apply it. Then I'll bring it to you and let you know this is what I did. Looked at me. Okay. See, when you're going into these spaces, you're going to set the tone and the standards based on your standard is based on your perspective. Your perspective is not based on perception. Your your standard, your your structure, your stability, the quality, the way you make choices, how you go through processes, all of these things are based in your perspective not your per- not perception see if you put my if i when i was putting my standard in my perception perception is light that means it's only sustained by what's inside of the shadow so if inside of my shadow is acceptance and me not being accepted when i was younger when i was little not being accepted not being nurtured not being taught into this aspect thinking i wouldn't be taught or being nurtured we'll get deeper into that we get into that lie to me but i'm sitting in this space and when you put your standard in your perception it's always going to be based on reaction that means you'll keep the house clean or you keep your car in, or you'll keep yourself in order and keep yourself up as long as there's a reaction there You'll provide what you provide as long as the reaction is always there. You seeking thanks because you aren't in gratitude with yourself. I can accept thanks for the things that I do, but in that same space, I can be like, the gratitude, gratitude for your being grateful, but I want to let you know that's not needed. You don't have to thank me for doing what's normal. You don't have to thank me for what's normal for me. 
I take gratitude in you acknowledging it, but I don't want you to feel like you have to react that way every time I do something to keep getting this out of me. And it took me a while to get to that point. It took me a while because that's a part of that unknown. The unknown is being able to speak from your perspective in your in that space and accept the response. See, a lot of people weren't used to me saying that. A lot of people weren't used to me saying that. Being so humble with me saying that. Me being in the most humblest space when I say that and going on about my business. People weren't used to that. They were used to the, I remember we talked about it two weeks ago, that incentive. They were used to saying thank you because it was an incentive. That was the marker of an incentive. If I say thank you for this, then they'll keep doing it because that's how most of us were trained. To once you're noticed, say thank you. There's nothing wrong with saying thank you, but the way we were taught to say thank you, it was based on the incentive of acceptance. So if somebody doesn't say thank you, that means they didn't accept you. Feel what I'm saying? If somebody doesn't give you a certain response or a certain reaction, you feel like they you feel like they said something else. This is that depth into that aspect of the unknown, the unknown roots of yourself. When you go into that space, <clears throat> I've been on both sides of that coin. Like, damn, I just wish somebody would accept me for me and make me a priority and crying all this bullshit. But in reality, I'm not accepting myself. It's not a part of my routine. That's why my shit looked the way it looked. That's why my shit was happening the way it was happening. Because I wasn't giving myself the authority over myself. I needed others' perceptions of me to give me my body, to give me that body for me to live in. If everybody's perception of me was a good person, then I, no matter what, I could live inside of that body of those perceptions. That's what y'all do. I'm gonna give you this key right here. If you sitting around here right now talking about you wanna live in somebody else's skin, it's not cute. Bruh, it's not cute. I've heard dudes say, I wanna live inside her pussy, man. That's just so good. I wanna live inside his skin. He's so good. That's not healthy. You got some, you got some things you gotta work out. You got some, you got some toxic points in your shadow you gotta work out. Because if that's not perspective, that's perception. So you can get so stuck on others' perceptions. I used to get so stuck on others' perceptions of me that I remember getting dressed. Something as simple as getting dressed, getting ready for work. Though I have a uniform on, everybody got the same uniform on. I got to make sure my hat back. I got to make sure my hat, I'm wearing my hat a certain way. I got to make sure I look a certain way. I got to look different. I got to stand out. But it wasn't from a healthy point. It's from a point of perception to perceive me a certain way. See, the last year of my job, when I was fully in the authority of myself, my beads, my bracelets. My beads, the bracelets. I'm wearing them. My gauges, I got them in. Uh, 
my head, I'm, I'm fully in myself. But see, this is the key. I know how to wear it. See, I had all, like, I would wear my uh, stones under my, I would like, just tuck them in my shirt, put my apron on. But it'd be something, there was another brother that was there. He had his piece out. He always have his, he always, he had this big ass wooden onk on. And he would wear his onk all the time. And they were like, yo, tuck, tuck that in, man. You can get caught up in the dishwasher. You can get caught up in one of the machines. Nah, you want me to get caught up in the compliance of the man. And it was like, nah, nigga, like, every time you walked online that one day, man, I said, yo, watch your, tuck your piece because you leaning over the mashed potatoes, you leaning over soup and you you dipping your piece into the into the uh, food people gotta eat, but you just came out of dish. He's saying tuck it in so it don't get caught up, you don't get choked up in it, that's all. I was like, damn. It was a teaching moment. And I'm looking at myself and I'm like, damn. I'm starting to see that I'm starting to see this inside of my space. There's steps that I was able to skip because I learned certain lessons. See that unknown. We try to skip over the unknown. We try to skip over our darkness. We try to learn some other, we try to go do the magic, try to go do everything else, but you skipping over the unknown. The unknown is the most crucial step in your work. The shadow work, <clears throat> the, uh, me being in the true sense of a shadow worker, I understand that the shadow work, whenever I see something, I'm always in a, I go into full observe mode at all times. But I'm extra observant of people that be like midway through shadow work or I'm halfway through my shadow work. I'm almost done or I'm almost done with the heat. I'm always done. No, you're not. Shadow work ain't never done. Shadow work is an ongoing process. Once you remove the layers of the ego and you get into the subconscious and you deal with the aspects inside of your mind the points inside of your mind the ancestors the voices that are coming through the ancestors the download once you assess all those things and bring your soul in order next is the transmutation pro the day the night of the dead the dark night of the souls there's the ego deaths then there's the dark nights of the souls the ego deaths in the dark nights of the souls the dark nights of the souls are the recession ceremony for the ego, the things that you had to kill off, the things that you had to put to rest. The night of the live, the day of the, the night, the dark nights of the soul, the nights of the living dead. That is the recession. That is the con that is the consummating of what you've laid to rest inside of your subconscious the traumatic experiences that opens you up to the generational shit and everything else. See these levels, you gotta go deeper and deeper. You becoming more and more empty. You worried about becoming fulfilled in some way, shape or form because that's ego. 
you still got the thought in your mind. I'm trying to get, mm -mm, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. I'm sorry. You gotta get into that unknown. You gotta get past those assumptions. If you still running around assuming things, you still got some work to do. If you running around still getting angry, I'm talking about like angry to the point of you're not assessing yourself. Cause it's okay for the anger to come up, the disgust, the, tr the th these triggers to come up. But if you're not, if these things are coming up and you have not learned to have set a tone of assessment with yourself, you still got some work to do in the earlier trials of this work. You still got some early work to do. I remember sitting there with myself like, damn, man, my life is different. I'm in a different space now. There's so many different points inside of your life that once you start looking at yourself and dealing with yourself and really dealing with yourself, a lot of shit is going to change. A lot of shit is going to change. We're not talking about in the physical world. That's going to be the result based on you embracing the lessons of change. That's the result of you accepting the results of the internal changes. Sitting, sitting in your perspective from a point of reflection and not projecting. Sitting in your perspective from a point of you're actually growing and grooming yourself rather than sitting in that point of the perception of trying to preserve, preserve an old aspect of yourself. Because it becomes so relevant i was i was looking at myself like i'm still trying to preserve these old thought processes of mine i'm still trying to preserve my old thought process of relationships and how i deal in friendships i'm counting motherfuckers out before they even came into space i'm counting people out before i even let them in that was a trauma response that was a trauma response you looking at people based on what they think. This is how we get into this. You looking at people based on what they think, how what, what a person thinks is not intention. You cannot set your intentions based on what a person thinks. Two people can go into a space and say, hey, I like Mexican food. Use the example. I like Mexican food. All right, yo, we should eat some Mexican food sometime. All right, yeah, we should do that. Hey, yo, I'm about to hit this Mexican place. I'm about to go hit this spot up for some Mexican food. Yo, man, come scoop me. All right, you come get them. You pass by every Taco Bell, and they look at, they look at the first Taco Bell. They look at the second Taco Bell. They look at the third Taco Bell. I thought we was getting Mexican. You say this to yourself. I thought we was getting Mexican. Yeah, we are. They pull into a Mexican restaurant. They pull into a Mexican restaurant. You look like, where we at? We at a Mexican restaurant. We get Mexican food. Man, I, ain't, I, don't, I don't like this kind of Mexican food. I'm talking, talking about Taco Bell. You see, that's the perception versus, that's the two different perceptions. 
that's the perception based on what they thought and not how they process see them driving to that other mexican restaurant you had the entire time to ask them from the first one the second and the third taco bell that you saw but because you're used to what people think and not how people think that fear of asking a question but let me turn this tape over real quick So we had to flip the tape over real quick. Real, real quick. We had to flip over that tape. But yeah, those assumptions, that quality, that thought process, I remember putting myself in situations always trying to stay relevant. And one of the biggest things that comes to that relevant is that love, love to, lie to love me. This fear of exposure, the fear of destroying the bubble or the womb of our traumas busting out of that womb this is that state of when you think about the community in a whole when you think about the black community in that sense or stuck on certain narratives certain paradigms certain narratives certain thought processes that don't translate or do not transmute like a lot of the narratives that we're stuck i think about i think about some of the narratives where it comes to the way that certain things that we're stuck in, we get, we're, we're getting stuck in that time loop, that bubble of time with yourself where you're like, well, all people, all black people have done this for decades and years. My mama did this, my daddy did this. You gotta understand that was a learned behavior. 90%, like I've talked about this before, 90% of the arguments that you have or are 90% of what you do in the beginning of a relationship, friendship, job, whatever it may be, is based on setting the cases to yourself of that false assumption. So when I think about that job and me being able to speak that in that space and then take in the response, nobody can lie to me because I was no longer lying to myself. I went into the space as what I said I was. I accepted what I said I was. I spoke my processes. I wasn't thinking about the what anymore. See, a lot of times we get stuck in this lie to me based on getting paid for the time served. Lie to love me. You you want someone to tell you that you look good or you feel, you want someone to say something to you based on the reaction of getting something. Because if somebody really tells you something about yourself or acknowledges something about you that you haven't acknowledged yet, I learned that. I've learned this aspect in watching, just in observing of people, just observing. And that's like the, that's the, that's like the, that's the narrative. Lie to me. We live in this, aspect of lie to me tell me i look pretty tell me i look nice we're looking for people to tell us things basically to lie to me to love me is this learned behavior that we really don't talk about that's based on a traumatic response we tell we tell people about our traumatic events the things that we've been through in a way for somebody to really sit there and tell us 
based on them not knowing them, not going into a depth of knowing themselves to tell us something to make us feel right about why we react the way we react. I used to go into spaces based on that assumption, based on that pretense. The what? I'm investing. I'm investing in the what people think and not the process or how people think. That lie to me, to that lie to love me is investing in what people think and not how people think. This is the difference of the complacence, the the compliance versus facing my own facing my own emotional compatibility. See, when you start facing your own emotional cap, cap, when I started facing my own emotional learning about emotional and something like emotional intelligence, my mental health, going deep into my healing the healing process, I really had to understand the difference between compatibility versus compliance that what to think what others think their perceptions their assumptions based on what they know based on what they've been through it builds a it builds a an, indo an indoctrination or the compliances this is what we comply to as a people we've all been hurt even though we might have been hurt in different ways we all can come together and agree under one thing white people hurt us this hurt us they don't give us this we're not giving this in that narrative but when you look at the compatibility face your own emotional intelligence and your compatibility i've, I've broken this down in a lecture where 900 people can go to a protest Ninety nine hundred people can go to a protest. Nine hundred people can go to an event. And every person, every, all nine hundred people have a different or a different variation. Even if it's an equivalent thought, there is a different emotional variation within that person that's within than this person. But they're all there collectively in avoidance. Think about that aspect. You can go out with some friends. For example, you can go out with some friends. All of y'all can go out in whatever, paint the town, whatever, red and all that shit. But all of y'all are there for a different, even though all of y'all are there based on escaping something, each one of you are escaping something different. Each one of you are not facing something in difference but it's the emotional compatibility that keeps y'all all in that space, that keeps you all reacting in your roles. Each one of you are gonna go to a different space that all represent the same shit. That's why you all can attach. This is a trauma bond, this is attachment. I did we I did this shit so many fucking times. I found myself in so many what the fuck situations because I'm sitting there like, yo, I like I like Mexican food. I'll use the I use I just use an example. I like Mexican food. But my idea of Mexican food is going to sit down in a Mexican restaurant and 
and chips, salsa, authentic Mexican food being served to you, soccer on the TV type shit. But somebody else's idea of Mexican food can very well be Taco Bell. Someone else's perception of Mexican or eating at a Mexican place is getting drunk because in their thought of the drinks, they don't follow the same drink rules, which they do. Everybody's perception is different to come into that space. But the perspective, the emotional compatibility is why you maintain inside of that space. See, when you're not looking at your own emotional compatibilities in that emotional intelligence, you'll go to a space with some people and you'll know why, now you'll, un- then you understand why you don't go places with them. You go to a restaurant and then they acting loud, they acting childish, they acting like children. And then you sitting there like, I will never go with these motherfuckers to a restaurant ever again. But here's the thing. You had all of the signs of that in their thought process, but you didn't want to see that thought process because it would force you to look at yourself. Because in some way, shape or form, the way that they think, their process of thought matches yours. Their process of thought matches yours. I've talked about this before. You can have motherfuckers around you that are avid drink, they they alcoholics, they drink all the time. But just because you, the variation of what you tell yourself of how you drink and how you drink alcohol and when you drink can be different, you have more control. It doesn't mean that the same emotional variances aren't there. If they drink to avoid and you drink to avoid, it don't matter how much you drink, you both drink to avoid. If their situation at home and your situ- if their situation at home is they, they they're in a space of avoidance and they're not taking certain responsibilities. It isn't about the responsibilities that they're not taking because you're going to try to tell them, hey, you should do this. And you, I remember telling people like, yo, you should do this and you should do this. I have to understand that the reason that we're inside of that space is because of the same, the emotional cap, the, that emotional compatibility that I'm not facing and assessing is what's bringing into, it's, it's bringing a certain level of compliance because when I need to drink, when I need to avoid some shit, that's the person that I call. That's the person house that I go to. Because I know if I go there, they're not going to, they're going to lie to love me. They're not going to judge me for my, they're not going to judge me for wanting to drink that early in the morning. They're not going to judge me for wanting to smoke. They're not going to judge me. They're not going to judge me. See how you get stuck in that lie to love me? And you think about that mentality being what you got used to because that was the behavior that you grew up with. Think about some of the behaviors that you grew up with in that in that narrative. You grew up in a narrative that was based on survival, therefore it was lie to love me. Yo mom lied to your pops as long as it was beneficial. Your pops lied to your moms as long as it was beneficial, as long as there was an incentive present. But when the emotional 
compatibility came into question when that emotional assessment needed to come in there. And it was an emotional present moment. That's where the argument happened. And then everything that they did not say for the fear of the unknown variable that's always playing in their head based on what they saw from their parents and parents' parents and what they grew up in and what they were trying to maintain, it all come out then. Think about that argument. Y'all ain't never talked about half of the issues y'all had or some of the things you kept me. That was exposure. Cause once that bob once that bubble pop, once that once that wound break, you gotta deal with what you gotta deal with, you gotta deal with what you birthed. A lot of y'all are moving in these spaces and your relationship is the equivalent to you well past the term, you're well past the terms of the relationship. But because you're not doing that emotional assessment, since you ain't doing that emotional assessment with self, you not being true to self. You not, you don't love yourself as much. You don't love yourself because you don't know yourself. You don't trust yourself because you don't know yourself. So now you inside of this space in this bubble, all of these emotions is shaking this bubble to rupture it so it pops. And you trying to maintain this perception. You trying to maintain this perception. So you can keep this, so you can keep focused on the results of your works not working. You in that space and they doing certain things and they getting a certain result. And then you doing what you doing and you getting a certain result. Neither one of you are getting the results that are gonna take on to the next level because you don't understand that the under emotional underline or the emotional intelligence, the compatibility is y'all both have self-worth issues. Both of y'all got self-worth, both of y'all got self-worth wounds. Both of y'all got these wounds that you're not assessing. That's why y'all maintaining the space. But see, this is what happens. You get into a relationship, they get into a relationship or something happens. There's a separation for something. You get in a relationship. Now you in this relationship and everything that you are trying to avoid or not allow to bleed into the relationship, you bleed into that space. This is the narcissist. This is what we talk about, the narcissistic supply. You got a homegirl that you ask questions or you constantly dumping on about your man. Or you got homeboys, you dumping on shit about your girl. All instead of facing the relationship because if you face the relationship you lose what you were getting you lose what you lose what you have not yet given to yourself damn man that pussy good man them dick that that girl that dick is so good i don't want to lose that because you haven't learned how to cultivate your own energy that is a point of avoidance as long as that's present, it's avoidance. When we think about this in the physical aspect of the narrative of providing, protecting, and I've talked about these aspects before. Most of you want motherfuckers, most of us want, or we require what we're trying to get. We want people to provide to us the basics that we have not learned with ourselves. 
some of y'all were Cinderella's in your family. This is men and women. Some of y'all were the Cinderella in the family. Cooking, cleaning, taking care of kids, taking care of your sisters and brothers. And now you get to this space where you're actually free. You don't have to do it anymore unless it's a requirement to, comp to compliance. Now you'll do it as long as you get an incentive in, in play. But then you lying to love me. You out here trying to do this lie to love me mentality. You got this list of compliances. Remember, I keep telling, I've said it earlier. That entitlement will leave you blind, deaf, and dumb. Your mother's entitlement left her blind, deaf, and dumb. That's how you got here. Gotta be honest. My mother's entitlement left her blind, deaf, and dumb. That's how I got here. Until I faced that factor, I couldn't change that narrative. You've heard it multiple times from your mother, from your parents. I was young and dumb or something in equivalent to that phrase. And because you have not accepted that, that that was a trauma response, you repeat the same trauma response. You repeat the same shit, the same school of thought. You around individuals doing the same exact thing. There's a scene. Go back and watch Baby Boy. Go back and watch. Go back and watch Baby Boy. That scene when he's sitting there, I'm the master of my space and the master of my domain and the master of my abilities. He's talking about buyers and sellers. That was the only, that was the first affirmation that that nigga spoke. That was an affirmation. The first affirmation that you speak is an affirmation of forgiveness. Let's give, let me give y'all this game real quick. The first affirmation that you will ever speak is an affirmation of forgiveness. Is an affirmation of forgiveness. The reason that is an affirmation of forgiveness is because everything that comes up after that initial affirmation are the things that you must assess and learn in order to move forward. You can bullshit him, because think about him, baby boy. He said he was the master of his domain and all of these things. And then he had to learn how to become the buyer. He had to learn how to become the seller. So everything he was learning how to become the seller was navigating through becoming the seller. So all of his shadows kept coming up of what he thought providing and protecting and nurturing and guidance was. He kept butting heads with Melvin. Melvin was the divine masculine in transition. That's why when he punched him in the face and he own, he was owning his shadow. That scene when he Mel, scene when Melvin got uh not Jody ass clean the hell out through that fucking coffee table. That was him owning his shadow, owning the monster. And then that's what Jody had to go into the darkness. It wasn't a shadow work story, but you can look at it as a shadow work story. This nigga riding around in the darkness. This nigga, Snoop played the shadow, a shadow variation of him. What he thought he was in his shadow. He thought he was in the streets and about the real life. That's why he had to kill Snoop. He couldn't kill, he couldn't kill that part of his shadow. But Omar paid, Omar, his boy Peanut played his higher self. Cause you remember at the end of the movie when 
Pino ain't got baptized. He got touched in that water. He was playing the transition of his higher self. See, when you shifting yourself out of yourself, it's not going to be this, oh my God, it's going to be so, no, 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 no. So I keep telling y'all this healing is destructive. I provide the methods, but I can't, I provide the methods that you know that you don't understand yet, but I can't, the thing that you got to learn is the thing that you got to learn based on that method. I can give you the method and the guidance and the key. Here's a key. Here's a tool. But how you use that tool is based on how you face your own darkness. I can be here with you and sit with you as you talk about your darkness and cry and all that shit. Because that's the empathy. That's, that's me being empathetic. I have compassion, but I would not be a, I would not sympathize with you. I will not sympathize because that requires me to have a bias. That requires me to say, because if you come to me, use an example, client comes to me and they talk about their relationship with their mother, their father, or relationship, their current relationship, last, whatever it is. We, they, they're in a space and they're, they're coming into their healing space. I'm listening to their, I'm listening to the story unbiased because I have to deliver impartially the perspective. That way I can see both sides of that coin that they have not yet dropped into the slot to cash in. That they have not dropped that cat that slot, that coin into that slot so they can activate what they can go into the space they need to go into. They ain't put that coin on their eyes so they can go down that river sticks and go into their underworld. I'm the one sitting there like, all right, cool. Here's the coin. Here's the coins over here. Here, here's one side of the coin. Here's the other side of the coin. Here, both sides of your perspective. Let's go into your underworld. Let's go into your darkness. They pay the toll. I don't pay the toll for them. See that lie to love me? You want others to pay the toll for your trauma, so you can move, go forward. It don't work that way. That lie to love me? You got other people paying. You want other people to pay the toll. And it becomes out as, you don't ever do this with us. You don't do this. You don't do this. And it becomes that guilt. And then when you sitting there with yourself, you sitting alone in the dark looking, you sitting alone staring at the wall in your room and you looking, something happens on another end of the space. And you like, I should be here, here. Because this becomes the reality. We don't get into this in the aborting compliance. But you sitting there inside of that space with yourself and you're like, I should be... The only time you hear people always talking about they should be further ahead along in their life is after something bad happens. Death in the family. Somebody lose their job. Somebody lose their house. Somebody end up in a relationship uh, ending. You always hear you always hear the celebration of the end. Like, yay, come back into the come back into the light with us. Cause that's what you keep doing with your damn shadow. Every time something bad happens, hey, come back to us. That's why you maintain that perception. Because it's always there. It's what you've always known. It's what you've become comfortable with. Remember, comfort is simply reaction. So even if you got the homegirl over there, the homeboy over there, that is not shit gonna make you angry. The simple fact that you can react to their anger, you comfortable. That's what you've always known. That's what you've gotten used to. 
good, bad, happy, whatever the fuck it is. You used to that. They lie to love you. They will lie to love you because you lie to love them. And when you start telling them the truth, here's the thing about that truth. Here's the thing about this shadow work. Here's the thing about that healing, baby. Let me tell you about this. When you start displaying that into that space, it's not for you to display inside of that space. You got to build the space inside of your shadow for them to come to it. You are creating the new altar. You're creating the new deity that is your highest, that's in contact and in balance with your higher self. That's what you are building. When they come to you, that's when you speak that. Stop that gap that's created. Stop going back down memory lane. Because that's what it is. That gap is memory lane. Stop going down memory lane trying to deliver something that's not on that frequency. I can't go talk to people. I cannot go talk to my mother about life insurance policies and life insurance policies, business account. I can't go talk to my mother about that. It's not for me to talk to my mother about that. But if my mother comes to me and asks me a question about money, that's my chance to be, um, I'm, I'm working on my life insurance policies and in my business, I'm working on my business. I can't, not right now. I can't do that right now. Simple, plain to the point. Regardless of, because the trauma response is over explaining it. You trying to explain it to them, it's not for them to understand. They're not at that level of light. They have not went deep. They have not went deep enough into their darkness to embrace that body of light, that body of information. That's why you mad right now, because you got a homeboy or a homegirl right now that every time something emotional happened, they call they call the nigga that you don't like. They call the girl that you don't like. But you gotta look at your life. That's all they've ever known. The reason that the reason that your homegirl, a homeboy that is for the streets is triggering you is because it's triggering them self-worth issues you ain't dealt with yet. It's triggering them compliances that you gotta assess that emotional compatibility to those compliances. I talked about this before in um, understanding the asset and liabilities last season earlier on last season as long as you're an asset to others you're a liability to yourself as long as you are a, as long as you are a perspective a asset to others you are an emotional liability to yourself i.e your homegirls won't call you your homeboys my family wouldn't call me unless i was unless they knew something had to be knocked down because that's my anger. When I started working on my anger and really facing the facing the darkness inside of my anger, and I wasn't angry anymore, I wasn't looking for that phone call. That was the only time that they called me. So I had to stay engaged in the emotional compliances for them to call me because I felt needed. I got acceptance. You got that acceptance. You got that acceptance. You, Yay, they accept me because they call me when they need me to do some real shit. Because it matches my narrative. See? Yeah. 
lie to love you. It's that lying to love you that gets you fucked up. It's time to abort those compliances. Are you really ready to die? Ask you the question, are you really ready to die? Once you understand what death is, then you should always be ready to die. I'm always ready to transition. Or are you just used to the feeling? The ride or die complex. I talked about it before we don't get deeper into it after this. Assessing that separation to undergo the true integration. This can be you in that uh, ad spot. After this, after we go to our mess, go, we go to our messages from our sponsors. We gonna get back into this. Thank you for choosing the guide out. You know, of course, of course, gotta keep you plugged in. Gotta keep you plugged in with everything going on in the world of the God of Code Alchemist. Of course, services from readings, as you heard in the plug to, in the weekly reading segment, all the way to natal chart analysis, human design analysis, and building preparation. Spiritual battles, spiritual rituals, shadow work therapy, consultations, guided meditation, much, much. Let's start that conversation. You can hit me up on Facebook, Darth, D-A-A-R-T-H, Samdi, S-A-M-D-E-I, right? Or you can hit me on Instagram, Papa underscore Lucy 666 or you can hit me up in the DM on TikTok at Papa Lucy Sandy or you can hit the email nine the email Papa Lucy 666 that's three sixes at gmail.com or you can hit me at 910-587-8430 multiple ways to get in contact with me so we can get you to become the fucking best. Last week, I still gotta upload that video to my YouTube. Last week's Friday Night Lectures, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we got into the death clauses. Understanding every time that you make the intention to go deeper, you set the death clause. You set the transition point. This week, we're going to get a lot deeper into this perfected perspective on the Friday Night Lectures. Y'all tune in for that. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, I desire you to be the fucking best. Remember, healing is destructive. You are deserving, but you are not entitled. I appreciate the support. Speaking of support, we help each other. Top of the year, February 11th through 13th, my first speaking engagement in March, the dates are coming back, was my first offering for my first speaking engagement, but it's the second one on the calendar. 
If you have a product, a service, you want to do a build on a podcast, go back to the beginning of this, hit that email address, papalucy666 at gmail.com to discuss sponsorship, to get in on those ad rolls in between the segments, or get plugged in for free on the plug talk. All we doing over here is changing the narrative. You gotta be a monster to change the narrative. I desire you to be the best. Y'all say one more ad that can be you, and then we'll get into that. This ain't the end, this is the beginning. I love you. Appreciate the support. I'll share. As you bring another episode to a beginning, remember, this isn't the end, this is the beginning. This is the end of how we used to, of what, and now we're coming into the how. When it comes to the processing of the progressive perspective and building a new perspective and stepping into that new sense of yourself, you have to understand that what you knew or what you knew of, the known of, is only based on the perspective of what rooted in the perspectives or the foundation of your perspective. You gotta understand that that lie to love me complex keeps you locked in that perspective, keeps you locked in a, a state of compliances based on the incentives, based on the recognition, based on the validation, based on not really investing into the true change. It's time to abort the compliances or the things that you want to comply to simply out of comfort. Remember, healing is destructive. You are deserving, but you are not entitled. Those entitlements will leave you deaf, dumb, and blind to facing that level of honesty that's going to actually bring you into your becoming. I desire you to be the fucking best. You've made it to the, you're here for a real, you're here for a reason. You're always in, been in the right position. Every day that you waking up, every day that you, every day that you wake up, you got that choice. That choice sets the tone of the conditions. And if the conditions are based in your options, those give you your options. You got the choice whether to wake up and see the conditions as obstacles, or you can see those conditions as opportunities. That changes the spectrum. But you got to be ready to understand that seeking that validation is going to vary the results and force you not to understand that the results may vary. I can give you keys, give you that guidance, but it's up to you to apply it. The only true knowledge is the knowledge that forces you to apply to stepping in to the progressive perspective. I love you. Thank you for stopping through. Be fucking the best. Be fucking great. I'll show you.